The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmitz. Damon Barr in today. We are loaded up. We're going to talk some uh, Super Bowl. Danny Woodhead coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Rick Kaczynski kicks us off one hour from now. And Mitch Sherman from The Athletic in 20 minutes can join us. As always, 466-3776-466-37-76-800-825-800. 5865. The excitement on social media. I uh, don't quite have a tear, Damon, but uh, college football, EA Sports, is coming back. It's the eve before signing day. It should be a quiet signing day for Nebraska as uh, most of the work done, and we'll see what happens with Avante Dickerson officially, officially, but uh, I think he's uh, going to Oregon, just me. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, hear from Coach Hoiberg. It's good that Nebraska basketball is going to be back on. And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, nothing official from Nebraska football, but it sounds like a new uh, director of player personnel is uh, uh, ready to rock uh, when you uh, see what Football Scoop has put out there. Marcus Caster Walker. So plenty to get into. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Give us a follow and find us on Twitter. At Schmidt underscore radio, at Damon Barr, that's two R's. And uh, as always, stream us, ESPNLincoln.com. So let's get into this EA Sports. And man, uh, I, I saw some Twitter commentary from our friend uh, Blake Lawrence from Open Doors. And uh, Darren Ravel kind of gave him a shout out as to, well, gee, I wonder who can help manage this. Because with the lawsuit and the payment and and i don't remember quite the number what searle said he got but he was on one of the last college footballs uh with ea sports but they plan to resurrect it you've got a report from espn's michael rothstein and people are joyous i mean there there are quote tweets everywhere specifically from joe burrow uh all he ever wanted to do win a championship get a Heisman, go number one overall. Sure, those are great goals. But I wanted to be on the cover of college football. And it maybe it can happen. I don't know. I, I the, the, the best thing I've seen today <laughs> uh, on Twitter uh, was, you know, put out the, the cover, wrong answers only, one of those from Twitter, 
the next EA college football game. Give me the cover. And you've got a, a fat guy reading with his uh, back towards the brick. Uh, so that's 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 pretty good. Uh, I think that's that's quite funny. Uh, but th- the responses are great. I mean, you have Lane Kiffin trying to smile at Florida Atlantic. You have Urban Meyer doing the surrender Cobra, which is pretty good. Uh, this just coming down. Scott Frost will be available to the media Thursday after one o'clock. So that's cool. Uh Wonderful. So, yeah, Frost will have some time with the media. Remember the Michigan fan? That's exactly where my mind okay, went. Okay, right. I the, the, you got the Michigan fan, the mother of all surrender cobras, with the bright, bright yellow kind of light hoodie, Michigan in blue. The guy is probably about six foot three, 140 pounds. Hands over ears, and it looks like somebody just set his cat on fire. Wearing glasses. He's got the the wonderful, I'm either 19 or 20, but still haven't kicked acne. Neither have I. And this was after Michigan State scooped and scored when the Michigan punter fumbled it. And a few rows down, you've got... uh, the Michigan punter's look of terror as the ball flies by him. Uh, you freeze in the hospital is wonderful. Uh, you got Ed Orgeron and some blonde chick. It's all right. You got a poor Jayhawk fan that's knitting uh, right before kickoff. And then you got Saban trying to hear a, a, an interview question during the COVID era. But I think the the one that takes the cake is the Bobby Petrino neck brace post Harley accident. I think that's okay. Uh, you have Virginia fan that's puking over the sideline. And you have uh, the former Alabama offensive coordinator's body double on top of the shark. That's wonderful. If we were to get serious for a minute... I mean, you can put together some some iconic images. And, and Nebraska sent out a picture of Scott Frost for the cover as uh, he was kind of doing the old option read. And I, not pictured is Joel McAvicka, I'm sure. Joel would be good for it. But there's a, there's a lot of options you could go. I think the, uh, the, the, the iconic picture that hangs on the sixth floor that I love is you've got a picture of T.O. And we all have heard the audio. That's cold. Yeah. After he got the Gatorade dumped on him by Jason Peter and Peter got his big old arms around T.O. Giving him a hug one last time as a player and Wistrom's right there. We'll talk to Wistrom Wednesday and we'll, or Thursday and we'll get his take. But yay or nay, pretty big into EA Sports College football? Definitely what Did got you me. create a dynasty? Did you start uh, Minnesota State <laughs> led by Dauber? I mean, I, I, my last EA Sports game, right, was when I was living in South Dakota. My wife purchased a PlayStation 2 for me, my girlfriend at the time. And I had the 2002 version 
that did have one Garth Glissman as my quarterback. I would rotate him and Jamal Lord. It was the infamous 7-7 seven and seven season, but I stayed unbeaten as, as Nebraska. I've not played Madden or college football since. I think I got a newer version, but I was so good running the option in the Maryland Eye uh, with the 2002 version that that's my favorite. I, I still have the game. I don't think I have the system anymore. But that's you, you've probably played it quite a bit. I mean, that's what got me into the sports in general, honestly, was 2006 getting my first college football game. And it's just been every year after that until they stopped You'd making them. Yeah. Because it quit around 14. Yeah. Right? The, uh, 2013 was the last year they made it. Mm-hmm. So been playing that one on repeat for a while here. Yeah. I mean, have you created your own squad? I, I've definitely had a few multi-year, multinational championship winning teams. Uh, undefeated seasons every year. It's usually how it goes. So you've gone dynasty mode. I've gone full-blown dynasty, yeah. Well, the check out Twitter, because I can't do some of these pictures justice for just wrong answers only for who and what should be on the cover. Uh, it's you got to put Leach on the cover, don't you? I mean, get get a, get the get the picture of Leach walking to get his tea or coffee in Key West. I know it's in the Washington State gear, but he's wearing flip-flops and he's got his earbuds in. It's pretty good. The The annoyed fan look, the 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 uh, the Dilly Bar picture from the old Minnesota coach is good. <laughs> There's some picture of some 12-year-old Oklahoma kid that's bawling because Texas is going to win. But no, the, the Michigan picture is pretty, pretty good. The... Uh, the creepy picture of the old Alabama quarterback. I forget her name, but the what was the Bama quarterback? Was it AJ? Yeah, AJ, AJ McCarron. McCarron's girlfriend was in the stands, and that was unfortunately one of Musburger's last broadcasts because he's like, "Oh, look what you get when you're the Alabama quarterback. You get to date." It was creepy old man, and it was wonderful, right? I mean, we have grandpa or, or dad or or crazy uncle that's well, <laughs> she's a looker. I mean, it was it was yeah, and it was you know blowout. It was Alabama fourteen and Notre Dame nothing at the time. So, yeah, so the world can rejoice. College football is going to be back. We just don't know when. Do it like the old Sports Illustrated covers, where you kind of regionalize it, or even the the Phil Steele College Football Magazine, where if you live in Nebraska, you're going to have a plethora of Big Ten dudes on on the cover. Or if you're in uh, the SEC, you go that route. Uh, Maybe you do – what's – Hey, uh, when, if it comes out like by next fall, right? So that's 2000. Do the, uh, I guess the 25th anniversary of a champion would be Danny Warfel. But you could do something with Nebraska. I think that'd be all right. I mean, listen, the, the jinx, <laughs> what else can it do? We'll dive into uh, <laughs> some of the recruiting reality in a moment with Mitch Sherman. Numbers to dial up, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. So let's spend a, a little bit of time here on Marcus Castro Walker. Um, uh, was uh, pretty vital 
at Central Florida when it comes to, to relationships with players. Uh, Nebraska's got a director of player development uh, opening. That's the name we're hearing. And when you look at Marcus Castro Walker, uh, and I'll say this, a guy that's really done well, even being out of coaching as long as he was when he was doing analyst work at ESPN's Herm Edwards. And Herm Edwards has done well uh, at Arizona State. I mean, Arizona State's one of those schools that you can go get who you want out of California. Arizona's not a bad state to recruit in. And, and Herm and the crew's been decent, all right? Arizona State's never going to be USC or Oregon, but Arizona State should be a 7-5 and five squad every year, quite honestly. And Herman's, Herm Edwards is a guy that's super passionate. He's a motivator. And he's one of those guys that go from the NFL back to college, a la Bill Callahan, and they can just scout players. They, they just can. Uh, can they develop them fully? Uh, just it, it just depends. And I think Herm's done a pretty good job of, of development and I think he's got his quarterback position right more times than not. But you get a guy from from Herm's staff at Arizona State, a guy you worked with before, with uh, with Castro Walker, and I think that's a winner because honestly, in today's day and age, with uh, all the things that exist in in today. That is social media, that is pandemic, unfortunately, that is just the the focus, and this is a good thing, the focus on mental health and well-being. I mean, it's a different era. You need um, somebody to be able to, to, and the best word I have for it is buffer, right? I don't know that kids are, and I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not saying Kids are as close as they once were. Yeah, you talk to your roommate, but today's generation, and I sound old saying it, but even it's it's that way with my kid. I mean, they're better at, at, at texting or FaceTiming or putting a headset on with their video game system and communicating that way versus in person. Like the in person stuff that happens now is they're playing some sort of sport or they're sledding or they're, they're still going and doing. But you need somebody that can kind of relate to somebody that's 18 to 22, a little bit more of that era. And I'm not saying that that Coach Brown couldn't relate to anybody. That's not it at all. We'll talk with Coach Brown on Friday. But you have a guy that, that, listen, you want to talk about a, a program that was hitting on all cylinders. It was Central Florida, and it was really a, a broken place. Uh, during the O'Leary era. I mean, it took Frost coming in to, to do some pretty nice things, and I think a big part of that was was Marcus Castro-Walker Castor Walker, uh, with his relationship ability to kids. And it's somebody, a guy, Damon, your age can go to versus going to, to, to make it college-relatable, the professor or the TA. But let's just zoom out for it when it comes to athletics and football. And in in all honesty, I mean, you have football teams that are 110 guys, and with what Nebraska's wanted to do with the walk-on program, you got 150 guys. And yeah, it'd be cool to go to your position coach or your GA or the head coach. But give me a, delect, a director of 
player development. And with, with Castro Walker being a guy that was at Arizona State, being a guy that was out on the West Coast recently, and a guy that's from Florida, Nebraska's not going to stop recruiting Florida or California, okay? They're just, they're just not. And a guy who kind of knows both areas, knows kids from that region, uh, things will, I hope, calm down and get back to normal with being able to go do and have a full house and get the full experience and not have to jack with this pandemic soon enough. But it's been an issue. And, and, and attrition's been an issue with Nebraska. And that's what Scott Frost has said multiple occasions. He needs a, a guy that kids can go to. So that's where we're at. We'll hear from Coach Hoiberg, his experience dealing and battling with COVID. Quite a schedule for Nebraska basketball. They get Sparty coming up on Saturday. We'll hear from the mayor in about 30 minutes. Mitch Sherman's coming up from The Athletic. Danny Woodhead next hour. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back with you, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We'll check in with Danny Woodhead. In one hour, we welcome in Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman. Mitch, there's been a lot of college football players and just fans of college football excited about uh, the return of EA Sports bringing back college football. Mitch Sherman gets to pick a Husker player to put on the cover. Hmm. And you sound super thrilled about that. No, I'm deep in thought. I'm deep in thought. Um, Husker player for the cover. Uh, don't overthink this and just go with Johnny Rogers. How about that? Okay. All right. Johnny Rogers is good. I know Nebraska tweeted out a uh, Coach Frost. Yeah, cover of uh, well, maybe. I mean the it the could old have been Eric Crouch. I'd say I mean, the old school Adidas give it away though. It's it's the '97 uh, Nebraska team. I you right. know I I think God, there's so many good good. Uh, timelines here of just wrong answer only pictures of fans losing it in yes. the stands. <laughs> I like that. I did enjoy I did enjoy the I, I think I enjoy that more than the news itself because that's good. It's been out of mind for so long. You know, hey when, when look when when NCAA college football was in its heyday, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had little kids like I mean, my kids are, are 14 and 10 now, right. so I could probably get back into it. But um, they were little when, when, that, when like the dynasty mode came along and all the stuff that people are talking about today. Oh, recruiting got to be such a big thing with it. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, that, that kind of went over. That, I, that passed me by. I had, yeah. I had other things going on. But I'm, 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 I'm getting to the age now. I think it comes back. And, um, you know, I can play that game. When it comes back out, I hope it's I hope it's everything that because there was a lot of excitement today. I'm not going to lie to you. Like we've got a um, we've got a uh, a chat, uh, a digital chat mm-hmm. among all of our college football writers at the Athletic, and that's like you know thirty some schools and um, half a dozen or so national writers. And there was a lot of excitement about this today. I was blown away. I mean, I knew it was a big deal and would be a big mm-hmm. deal when and if this ever came back. But wow, and I mean, it's not like a normal sample size of regular people who I was talking to here. These are these are uh, you know in the weeds college football uh, types. But 
man, like life-changing from uh, some of the conversation that I saw today. It was, I didn't share that. No, and, and it's exciting, and I'm with you. I was telling Damon, you know, one of my first gigs out of college was up in South Dakota. I was engaged, but we weren't together, you know, so it's me doing ball games and I, I can only visit the bar so many times in my little town in South Dakota before getting a reputation. So the other, <laughs> the other, the, the, the other time was spent playing, you know, my PlayStation two and it was my college football, but it was the Jamal Lord team. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, that, this is like 20 years ago, but I had a hell of a You're good really time. With, I am. But yeah. the best part of it is, is being able to sit down and, and have a Dr. Pepper with Garth Glissman and say, Garth, why weren't you faster on the game when I put you in? <laughs> <laughs> it is good when you know the people in the yes, game. That's yes. always kind of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I, there you go. I mean, you know, his, his ratings probably wouldn't have tended to be that high, um, considering, you know, like the, just the biographical information that they're yeah. going to use to create his character. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's still, definitely still worth getting after him for not being better in the video. Well, I, you know, I, I just told him I had to put him in for the two-minute drill. Uh, so you uh, you did a great story, and, and Max Olson also, when it comes to re-ranking the 2017 recruiting class. And you did this story with The Athletic uh, a day or so ago, Mitch. And, man, Nebraska doesn't just under-deliver. They come in 70th out of 70. Explain to me. This rating system is pretty fascinating. Well, Max did the heavy lifting, and he's mm-hmm. done this for the last four years. And this is this is like his one of his uh, his pet projects at the Athletic is to. So this is not a Nebraska specific thing. I took it and made a Nebraska story mm-hmm. out of it, but the word Nebraska would not have been in Max's story, or may not have been in Max's story. It was about Alabama and Ohio State, and he built the system that re-ranks every recruiting class, and he does it four years after they sign. So. 14, 15, 16, 17 have been done. That pretty much takes you to the beginning of the beginning stages of uh, the athletic, which is now a five-year-old company. Mm-hmm. And um, this is time now to do the 2017 recruiting class. Here we are about to get to signing day, the second signing day of 2021 tomorrow. And um, you, it's it's similar to ranking the prospects when they're coming out of high school. You know, you get five points if you're an All-American or major award winner, kind of like a five-star prospect for if you're a multi-year starter all-conference player um, I believe it's three points for a, a one-year starter or key reserve and, and and so on down the line to to, to zero points if you if you're, you you leave the program um, or, or you know amount to, uh, to don't amount to much as far as your on-field contributions so you know there's some there's some some gray areas some wiggle room there are certainly players who contribute to a football program who don't go on to start them. And then there are guys like Dave Warner who left the program last week mm. and gets a zero in his, in his column. Well, he was a team captain and, and probably um, not probably definitely deserves some kind of um, impact on that good impact on that 2017 recruiting class. He came as a walk-on and, and, and Max does include walk-ons who earn scholarships. So Nebraska, came in 70th out of 70 teams that were gauged. Basically, he took all of the top 40 signing classes from 17 and then added another 30 programs that have had some form of success over the last four years. So, you know, if you're Appalachian State um, or Tulsa, um, which had a good season this year, you get in there. And all of the 70 teams, the numbers came out, and Nebraska was last, not just in the average point value per player, 
but also in the hit rate, which is basically if you're a three, a two or above, um, you're you're a hit, and uh, as divided by the total number of players. So Nebraska was at 43, percent which is is uh, you're not going to win a lot of games when you stack those kind of classes. And this is uh, this class is uh, is really bad. Maybe the worst class in the history of Nebraska football when it comes to uh, the number of players who have gone on to do good things in the program. You have Brennan Hymas, who's off to the NFL. Um, you have Austin Allen in that class. Um, and then, uh, you know, not a lot of other guys who have done a lot, a ton in the, in, in the uh, Nebraska program. Mitch Sherman's with us. Hail Varsity Radio. You can find Mitch on Twitter at Mitch Sherman. Read him with The Athletic. And you look at the, the rankings, you look at an Iowa, you look at Northwestern, you kind of know where Ohio State's going to live. You know where Michigan was living uh, on signing day, right, with uh, the, the, the top 10 or, or top 12 classes. Even D'Antonio and, and Michigan State for a while had a bit of a spurt with some highly ranked classes. But what's incredible is the number of wins. Let's just take Iowa over the same time frame where they won 33 ball games. And they in Northwestern, I mean, their hit rates were in the 80 percentile. I mean, high, mid to high 80s. I mean, that speaks to, to kind of their formula, doesn't it? Their, their ability to not only project but develop. Yeah, you don't have to hit it out of the park to uh, have a good hit rate. And in the case of Northwestern, what it means is, and Northwestern has won two Big Ten West titles in the last three years. So they have had some good success. Um, but uh, what that means is, is they have not experienced a lot, of, a lot of departures, a lot of loss. That's typical for Northwestern. You're going to see Northwestern and Stanford generally rank really high in that hit rate year after year after year because players don't go there to transfer. You know, they go there to play football, sure, but they also go there to get a degree. And it's got to get to a different point, I would say, than what it, ha- than what it progresses to at a place like Nebraska or even Iowa for a player to transfer from Northwestern or Stanford. So they're, they're artificially inflated, I would say, because of the academic sure. aspect at, um, at those schools. But, again, Northwestern has proven it on the field here in recent years, too. And, and, and Iowa, Iowa was a little lower, I believe, down in the, in the 30s, which, you know, with the number of wins that the Hawks have had uh, over the last four years, I would have expected that one to be a little higher. That was Tristan Wirf's class. Okay. Um, A.J. Epinesa's class, guys who left early for the NFL a year ago, like most of Alabama's 2017 class. And, uh, uh, but it wasn't enough to get Iowa um, really high in the rankings. Um, that, that Iowa class did have um, a fair amount of, uh, of early departures uh, to, to the transfer portal. All right, Mitch, so let's switch gears Sunday. What is uh, on the, uh, the docket? Are you... Uh, Going heavy with wings? Are you doing chili? And I need to know what happens. What do you think between the Chiefs and Bucks? Yeah, I haven't decided on the food yet, um, but those are good options. I'll, prob- I'll probably have have uh, a mix of uh, pizza, wings. Definitely going to have some beer um, out on the uh, the family buffet. Um, not like a physical buffet, you know. No, but, I get uh, you. I get you. Uh, Spread. <laughs> um. I, I will say I have a good story um, that's coming up Thursday. Please tell me. To the Super Bowl related to uh, um, looking back on the careers at Nebraska of Indomitian Sioux and Levante David. Uh, I talked to, I talked to uh, John Papuchas, uh, a name from the past. I talked to Dijon Gomes um, and some others who played with those two guys to get uh, their memories of 
what made them special at Nebraska. Um, and you're talking about arguably the two best defensive players this century to play at Nebraska, and they missed each other by one year. Sue, of course, was a senior in that incredible 2009 season, and then David came later that next spring and played in 10 and 11 and still ranks fourth all-time at Nebraska in career tackles despite playing just those two seasons. So, um, and they're both they're both all decade NFL all decade team members from the 2010s. So, not just incredible Nebraska careers, but they've had amazing NFL careers and an opportunity for both of them to ride the coattails of Tom Brady. No, I, I think if I think if uh, if Tampa Bay wins, um, they're going to do it because of that defense because because they capitalize on a banged-up Kansas City offensive line, and they get after Mahomes and make him uncomfortable. And guys like Sue and David and others on that Bucks defense have the ability for sure to make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. And remember, Mahomes has not been entirely healthy late in the season and in the postseason. So if he, if he is comfortable and he can, just, he can pick you apart, obviously he can move the chains, he can get the ball to those two incredible mm-hmm. uh, pass catchers, Hill and, and Kelsey, and you can't let that happen uh, and expect to win if you're Tampa. But I know, I know there will be a strong Nebraska contingency, um, probably cheering on the Bucks despite the Chiefs being the hometown team. So it's an interesting dynamic there, I'm sure, in some uh, Husker households on Sunday. No, it'll be awesome to see if Sue, 34 years old already, to – to maybe get a ring, he's back for one, and Levante's just been grinding for his whole career, and you know, sentimentally uh, for a lot of Nebraska fans, see if Tampa can do it, even though they really enjoy KC. Mitch, can't wait to read the story on Thursday, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Take care and have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. All right, thanks, Chris. Take care. Chime in four zero two four six six ESPN or email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Coach Kaczynski's coming up. Twenty five minutes. We'll talk a little Super Bowl with Kaz and uh, the importance of that player development, player director development role that you need in college football. Danny Woodhead. We will talk. Well, Tom Brady and Super Bowl experience with him. Danny Woodhead's so fascinating. His uh, podcast with Matt Slauson's really, really good. And they're uh, on the air in San Diego once a week as well. So uh, check that out. The Out of Nowhere podcast, of course. Hale Varsity and Herdad Media has uh, just a, a smorgasbord of really nice uh, podcasts for you for Sports and entertainment, and, and of course, lifestyle style. 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. So some times have been set for Nebraska basketball. And you got Sparty on BTN Saturday at 530, Monday against Minnesota on the road at Gopherland, uh, the 8th, the 7 o'clock tip on BTN. So ESPN2 will be here Thursday, February 11th, and then for Valentine's Day, out to Siberia in Penn State. That's a 2 o'clocker with uh, Nebraska. So we're talking 32 days, 15 games 
is the likelihood for Nebraska. And Coach Hoiberg spent time with the media today. And it is going to be a chore for the Big Red to get uh, back up to speed. When we left off, you felt a little bit better. I mean, they were they were just getting drilled. And then things were okay after Ohio State. Ohio State's so complete. I know they're kind of hovering around that top 10 ranking. But when it comes to, to, to size and power in the paint, when it comes to ability to get to the rim, and when it comes to just being physical and playing defense, Ohio State's great. So Michigan was playing great basketball. They've been on a state-imposed hiatus. We'll see what type of rust they knock off. Sparty's been off for a while. And uh, don't kid yourself, they will get well against Nebraska on Saturday. So, I mean, they got rocked by 30 by Rutgers. Big Ten's just beat up on one another. Uh, but there's still going to be a lot of uh, bids, in my opinion, that, that go to the, the the best league in the country, and that's the Big Ten. And you got the Big 12 right there. And then we can discuss whoever else you want to talk about. But I'll say this. I mean, Nebraska's paused for, for 20 days. And they they just... Uh, when when's the day I'm looking at here? Sunday. Sunday they had seven dudes at practice. They were just able to get ten at practice recently, and there's still two guys trying to get back at it. I have not had COVID, thank the Lord. My mother and grandmother uh, are are recovered. God bless them, and two really healthy people. And it it wipes you out. I mean, that's the word. And how do you recover from it, let alone go play ball, let alone get your your, your conditioning back? I mean, it's, it's tough. So let's hear from Coach Hoiberg, as he was pretty honest. Now, I got a kick out of his commentary on the, uh, the network last night as he was able to, to span the trilogy of American Pie. Who doesn't love American Pie 1? 2, eh. American Wedding 3. I mean, it, it had some, some playmates in it, so it was all right. But here's Hoiberg not talking about film criticism or ranking the American Pies 1, 2, or 3, but in all seriousness, talking about his COVID experience and with, heart, with, with, with Coach Hoiberg's medical history. I mean, you're, you're, you're frightened for him and his family. And it's good to know that A, the medical staff is as elite as they are at Nebraska, but B, he seems like he's doing okay. Here's, here's the mayor. Yeah, it, it, it hit me hard early. Uh, you know, that first night, it was, um, uh, it was the Friday, I guess it was kind of, you know, two or three in the morning. I, I just, you know, I got up and I, I had chills. Uh, I had a horrible headache. Um, had uh, sore throat and body aches, <clears throat> had pretty much everything uh, that you hear about with the virus. And I got a little scared, to be honest with you, um, you know, just with everything that I've had in my past with, with two open heart surgeries and, you know, being fully dependent on a pacemaker. Uh, so, you know, it concerned me. I, I took some meds and, and I did have chest pains. And then that was the scary thing. I woke up, uh, you know, took some, took some ibuprofen, and felt pretty good the next morning and thought maybe it was just a little 24-hour deal that I had. I, I went in. I did the daily testing, as, as we always do. 
and uh, it, it was an off day because we had several players that had it at that time. So I, you know, got back in my car. I, I was getting out of there because we had shut down our office and got the call about 15 minutes later that I had tested positive. So I went back and did a PCR test. Uh, we do an antigen daily test, and the PCR uh, is the more accurate one. So I went back and did it, and, and it confirmed the positive test. And then it was really up and down, Andrew. It was, you know, for those that have had it and have had symptoms, I'm sure you can relate. You know, I actually woke up. I felt pretty decent in the mornings, and then middle of the day, just felt like I got hit by a truck. And, uh, you know, the fatigue was the hardest thing. I still have fatigue. After these practices are over, I, you know, I, I, I am really tired. And I talked to coaches that have been through it. A lot of them reached out when I got the, uh, when the diagnosis <clears throat> came out. And they say even, you know, you'll see weeks down the line, you'll still be tired and you'll still be fatigued. So I'm just trying to build up my stamina, you know, slowly. Uh, thankfully, I, I got my heart test results back and everything looked normal. So, so that was a sigh of relief for me. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, this thing's a real deal now. And, you know, the coaches, all three of us that had it, had pretty severe symptoms. Thankfully, our players did not. We had a couple that had minor symptoms, uh, but several more were asymptomatic. You know, so hopefully they'll be able to bounce back here uh, a little bit quicker. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it hit me hard early. And, you know, again, it was kind of a roller coaster. I felt pretty good on day four. And then day six, it was almost back to square one again. So, you know, I, I feel fortunate, really fortunate to be where I am. My oxygen levels stayed normal the whole time, and I never really got a high fever. Uh, so I, from what I've heard, that was good news for my heart. It's Fred Hoiberg in taking you kind of up close and personal with dealing with COVID, with his underlying health con- conditions, and just being able to persevere through it. Uh, isolation, I can only imagine. And I know, Damon, you've had to mess with that a couple of times. It, you're going to watch American Pie, you're going to stream, but ultimately getting you're doing time. It's what you're doing because you can't go anywhere. Do we have time to talk about... No, other side? Okay. We'll hear more from Coach Hoiberg on just the mental strain that, that he and the players have had to go through. And on top of the fact you've been losing and, 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 and you're, you're close to, all right, you were right there against Indiana and, and you got beat and you were able to come back against Indiana. You played well enough to, to be in it with Michigan state. So, and, and those were two encouraging, more encouraging outings after the nuke that was dropped on you by Ohio State. So Nebraska will gather up, regroup, and they'll head to, to Spartyland on Saturday. Super Bowl thoughts on the way. Rick Kaczynski joins us, uh, longtime Nebraska assistant. Can't wait to talk with Kaz. Danny Woodhead on the way. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It is Super Week on Hale Varsity, so that means Super Bowl participants on Nebraska or from Nebraska. Sam Cook got us kicked off, pun intended, last Thursday. Russ Hochstein Friday. Yesterday, Tom Rathman. Today, Danny Woodhead. Now, tomorrow, it is signing day. Greg Smith will enlighten us with uh, any good news for Nebraska for the 2021 class, and we'll kind of turn that page ahead to 2022. But Lars Anderson will be with us. He was the uh, biographer for Bruce Arians, head coach at Tampa. So 
Lars didn't play in any Super Bowl, but he's he wrote the book on the guy coaching in the Super Bowl. Uh, Eric Warfield and, and Grant Wistrom will be with us on Thursday, and then uh, we'll talk about Huskers in the Super Bowl. Ron Brown with us on Friday. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Uh, I do encourage you to check out the story that Tom Rathman shared about Tom Brady and his ability to be uh, fantastic, maybe even post-football work when it comes to pedicures. Because Tom Brady was legendary at giving pedicures to the, uh, the Rathman girls, apparently. So that was really a cool story. ESPNLincoln.com, it's posted there. I think the file was too big to put out on the Twitter handle. Check on that if we could. Uh, and uh, maybe post the whole thing, but we'll go there. Last thought here from Coach Hoiberg when it comes to the mental strain of dealing with COVID. We spent a little bit of time on Husker hoops. That mental strain, very real, not only for the players, but for the coach dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, I I think the mental part of it, Chris, really comes from the shutdown and the isolation, and that's the hardest part. You know, I I was actually very pleased with with how we were playing, especially in our last two games. I thought we played very well for the majority of the game against Michigan State, had a chance uh, to win it, miss a key block out there at the end when it was a two-possession game under a minute. Uh, And then Indiana, the way we came back and took a lead, I thought we executed down the stretch maybe as well as we had all year. We missed, you know, four free throws. Uh, missed a wide open three who, from Lat, who was our best player, you know, as far as shooting the ball that game, and uh, missed a layup in that stretch. But we very easily could have won that game. So I was very pleased. And, you know, that's one of the hard things about this shutdown <clears throat> when it happened is I thought we had a little momentum with how we were playing and, and felt we were very close. Uh, but, you know, when, when it hits your team, and that's one thing I look back on, Chris, we didn't have, we had very few cases. In the off season, a lot of teams uh, all across the country it hit them in August and September, so they had built built up immunity. We didn't have that. Once one of our guys got it, uh, it just spread like wildfire through our team. He got it. His roommate got it. Uh, two days later, uh, another guy got it, and then it went through that apartment, and it just went through everybody. And again, we had nine positives in just over a week. So uh, you know, just the way it hit us. You know, it's it's scary how quickly it, it can infect your team. Um, but, you know, again, it's as far as the mental side of it, Chris, when you have to go sit in a room and you can't leave for 10 days, that is not easy, especially when you don't feel anything. Uh, and it is hard. They basically drop off your food for the day outside your door, and then, you know, that that's it. You, you do that. A couple of our guys were able to do body weight workouts, they were given by our strength coach, Tim Wilson. Uh, but that, to me, was the hardest thing mentally. Well, it was hard mentally. And there was no college football 2021 to play. Rick Kaczynski is coming up. Hour 2, Danny Woodhead. On the way, it's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. 
Back to it, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's say hi to Coach Rick Kaczynski, Nebraska and Iowa. Kaz, you fired up for the Super Bowl Sunday? How you doing? Hey, brother. How you guys doing out there? Well, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's football. I guess uh, not much else to do on a Sunday, so watch a little watch a little football. So that'll be good. And have some vested interest with two Huskers playing in that game. So, uh, yeah, be excited. Be excited to uh to see that, but also to like the like the teams, like the coaches, like the matchup, like the quarterback. So I think it'll be a uh, interesting interesting football game. It should be. It's a rematch from a game earlier that was uh, down in Tampa, and and Kansas City roared out. I mean, it was all Tariq Hill early. How much crossover do you have with with guys on Tampa's staff or Kansas City's staff? I know it's one fraternity with the, the coaching world. Any any guys you know that are coaching? I used to know a few guys with uh, with KC. Mm-hmm. Um, actually interviewed down there back in 2015 and uh, um, you know knew, uh, Bob Sutton that was there mm-hmm. uh, on the defensive side of the ball had a uh, and the uh, linebacker coach at the time mm-hmm. was actually a GA for me at uh, at Iowa. Now he he went from the Bears, just got high, hooked up with the Lions. Got to have good players, but it takes a good staff and things got to align just to get to the Super Bowl. So, but you know, Schmidt Rock, I've been I've been out of it, and it's just becoming a, a young man's game. I swear, these these head coaches and these uh, coordinators and all these new hires, man, young and younger and younger guys every year. It seems like so good to see, good to see uh, two uh, two couple guys that are long in the tooth, like uh, like Bruce and and Andy coaching on Sunday. So, so that's good. So, chalk one up for the old guys there. Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. You know, when you talk to guys that, that make the jump from, from college to the NFL, what's uh, the feedback you get? I know it's different for, for everybody, but is it, I don't want to say less stress, because, I mean, you're at such a high level, but, you know, the difference between college and the NFL, I mean, it's professional versus 18 to 22-year-olds. You still may have a 22 or 23-year-old when they come in the league, but the expectations and maturity level are supposed to be different. Are guys a little more relieved if they make that jump to the NFL about dealing with uh, with guys day-to-day versus the uh, the level you have to really be a father figure in a lot of instances at college. Yeah, I, you know, and I can, I can speak to this, um, I think, with, with some knowledge just because of the, the amount of guys that I know mm-hmm. that are, um, that made that jump to the league. And one of the, one of the guys that was in my wedding, uh, he's been an NFL coach since 2004 and uh, he'll never come back to college. Um, you know, just the, the recruiting, you know, the, um, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, just the things that you got to deal with on a daily basis. You know, you, when you get to the NFL, one, those guys, are they're pros. Like you said, they're professional. They are pros. If they don't act like pros, they don't stay in the league. Um, you know, if, if in college you're basically, you got a four- or five-year contract, it's really difficult to uh, – you can't get rid of guys. That's a heck of a contract. You can be bad at your job in college and still remain on contract, per se. In the NFL, you know, you get cut and there's another guy coming right behind you. Um, but I, I, what I've noticed in the last few years um, with, with 
college and in NFL is just the recruiting. Recruiting's become all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become tweeting. It's become the social media, the Facebook, and you know, you know, having some sixteen and seventeen year old kid, um, you know, either make your day or ruin your day. I mean, that's I think I think a lot of the college coaches. Uh, are getting tired of that, and I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the NFL coaches they don't want to deal with that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, when you're on that level, you're responsible for for yourself. I mean, especially an assistant coach. I mean, your your job is to make sure these guys are good football players and lined up where they need to be, and and uh, doing what they're supposed to do on the football field, not necessarily off the field. I mean, you're dealing with mature adults. So, and, and I know, and, and don't misconstrue that these guys don't care about these guys in the league or they're trying to mentor them. It's just that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot more to lose. There's a lot more on the line. And uh, and like I said, man, you, you know, you got pros, man. You got, you got men in those rooms in those rooms and uh you know you're not necessarily dealing with the things that you got to deal with just to get kids on campus and to keep kids on camp you know i'm going back you know when i was coaching i mean you, you'd come in the office and you know you're getting academic reports you're you know checking on this kid checking on that kid you know this kid eat you know making sure that this kid doesn't miss training table make sure this kid gets to weight lift and make sure this kid gets to class uh you know, you, you end up spending a heck of a lot more time with other people's kids than your own, and and that's that's what happens on on the college level. Now, what's happened though, which made uh, college is, is the money. The the college money has caught up to the NFL some, so uh, you know you're you're compensated a heck of a lot better than you were, you know, ten uh, eight ten years, eight ten twelve years ago on the college level. So, you know, the money's there for your um, you know, lack of articulation here for the, the inconvenience of <laughs> of being away for, for for a long time. But you know, the big recruiting part of it. I mean, you can't. And now with the transfer portal, mm. when you're going to see more and more guys that have those opportunities make the jumps. Um, I mean, I knew a lot of guys over the years that had opportunities, and uh, you know, including myself, that that didn't make make the jump because of what college football stood for, the pageantry all those things, the rivalries. But, uh, I mean, I tell you, if, if, if I'd go back to 2008, 2009, 2010, shoot, man, no, no doubt I'd make the jump if I, if I had a time machine and can go back. So, uh, who did, who did yeah, you guys want to get every time at Notre Dame? I mean, who you played everybody, but who was the, the the game you looked forward to most? And I know the correct answer is oh, well, Southern all Cal. of them. Okay, Southern Cal. Yeah, that goes. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's a heat. You know, play been playing every year. Um, going back to the twenties, I mean, that's a heated heated rivalry. I mean, those are two schools that uh, that can't stand each other. You know, when you played Southern Cal, you you, you turned it up a notch. <laughs> um, I mean, you had to you had to pass a history test um just to get on the uh just to get on the sideline uh, for that game you know when we were at notre dame i mean coach holtz had a had a coach come in uh, and uh, talk to the team had former players come in and you know talk about what that rivalry meant to notre dame to southern cal what it meant to uh, both programs what it meant to the former players and, and what it stood for 
in the in the history history in the pageantry. And if you look over history, you know, not in modern history, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of times where you know those those games determine you know who was going to the national championship. I mean, if you look at Notre Dame Southern Cal through the um, you know the the 40s. Uh, through the 80s, I mean that game. That game a lot of times decided, you know, who was going to a major bowl, who was going, who was playing, who had an opportunity for a national championship. Rick Kaczynski's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Kaz, the the importance of of the director of player development role. Uh, that's uh, that's a spot on on a lot of programs right now, and Nebraska will be uh, having a new face uh, for for that. Uh, Ron Brown's moving to a different part of the program, and it's awesome that Coach Brown's still a part of Nebraska. But just your take on things now with, with that that role and the importance, uh, maybe the, the best word to use for it's buffer, where players can go to talk to somebody a part of the program that it, maybe it's something that the coach or the assistant coach doesn't need to, to hear about or want to hear about. Yeah, well, I know when you – you know, when I was coming up there, there were no buffers. You kind of, you know, we were independent contractors. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like you didn't have the, uh, I guess, the outreach. Um, you know, just like everything else, college football has um, has developed. Um, college football has, has evolved. Um, but, uh, you know, back then, um, you know, your counselor was uh, was was the dude that sat next to you in the, uh, in the locker room Mm -hmm. or, you know, or your roommate and, and basically, um, you know, it was just a different time. You know, you didn't want to be exposed for anything. You didn't want to show any type of weakness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, quite frankly on staffs back then, you didn't, you didn't have anything. You had a, you had a football staff, Mm -hmm. you know, there were, you you didn't have those things. You had your academic counselor and, and that was about it. Um, you know, you got all kind of stuff now. You know, I think I think a lot of it is a lot of it is great, especially um, you know what these universities have done with with the life skills, mm-hmm. uh, with with what they've done. You know, getting internships for people with you know sending kids to uh, other countries to study. I know those things happen. Ron Powell plays a big part of that at Notre Dame, and you know, and I know Dennis, and you know, all those folks at Nebraska. And Kim and Michelle Pepper and those those people, you know, the great job that they do, you know, well rounding the the student athletes. Uh, but yeah, mental health has become a, a big part of it uh, now. And uh, you know, not mental, physical, spiritual side. I think uh, I think all those things, all those things can help people. Um, having somebody, you know, because as a kid. You know, 18-year-old kid, the last thing I wanted my position um, coach to know was there was a chink in my armor, mm. right? And the last thing, last person I was going to go talk to or who would even talk to me was, was Coach Holt. I mean, mm. he probably didn't even know who the hell I was my freshman year. Um, so, you know, it's not like I'm going to go knock on his, on his door and, and tell him, you know, about my <laughs> my feelings. Or, you know, what was going on emotionally or what was going on outside the building. You know, you just uh, you just kind of just kind of figured those things out on your on your own back then. But, uh, you know, I guess it's uh, I guess it's a good thing. Um, You know, obviously, 
great keeping Ron Brown. Glad to see he's he's in the program. I mean, he's he's one of the all-time best. I mean, the all-time best. And uh, you know, he's uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a privilege for Nebraska to have that guy there. And but yeah, I mean, I I think too, it's very beneficial at a place like mm-hmm. Nebraska because you have kids coming. You have kids coming from a lot of different places. You know, you don't have kids that, that live, uh, you know, it's not like Penn State where you've got a majority of your roster from, you know, two and a half, three hours away. You know, some of these kids are coming from California, Texas, Florida, you know, all over the country to come to Nebraska. So it's a little bit different. And, and it was like that at Notre Dame, too. Um, you know, you just didn't have it's it's a it's a little bit different feel. You know, being a player at a place like Notre Dame where you don't have, you know, that state school feel, that in-state a lot of in-state players, a lot of guys that you can ride home with. You didn't have that. Nebraska doesn't have that either. So it's a it's a it's a little bit it's a it's a little bit different feel, man. So I think that thing will be beneficial. And, and like any everything else, you got to stay engaged. From the time they get on campus to the time they leave, you know, I, I mean, gosh, you got to keep recruiting these kids while they're still there. That's that's the one thing that's changed, just in the six years that that I've been out. I mean, you know, people are losing guys left and right. Was there 1,500 players in the transfer portal? So, um, you know, it's just uh, it's a crazy deal, man. I mean, that's I think you got to have that guy now. I think you. I think you have to, especially with this transfer portal. It's getting harder and harder and harder to keep the kids that you had on campus. There's there's no penalty for transferring. You know, there's nothing that deters a kid. There's nothing that's going to take a year away, a, a year of football away from them. So, I, I think staffs have to have that guy, and you have to have a guy that can relate. What whatever whatever that means, right? I mean. I, I'm not quite sure what that means. Relate relate to the players. Um, you know, m- my job. The players didn't always like me when they played for me, but there aren't any that dislike me after they were done playing for me because they knew that uh, you know I, what I had in mind was their best interest. Um, I wasn't their buddy. They understood that, but that was also explained, and you know they saw that. But I think they can also see that what I was doing was not for me, was was mm. for them. Um, so I think that's, you, you know, but I, I was, it's like the parent, right? And I think kids now, they you got the, the assistant coaches, the head coach, they're like parents. They're not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. You know, they're not going to pat you on the back all the time, right? They're going to get after you. So I think now um, – you know, you, you need that guy. You know, check on these guys, recruit the guys that you have on campus. So um, I think it's a, uh, I think it'll, I think it'll benefit Nebraska, and uh, I think it's a good thing. And I think also it's a, it's a necessity now in this day and age. Kaz, real quick, who do you got Sunday, Chiefs or Bucks? Oh man, I tell you, got to go with the, got to go with the Bucks, man. That's who I'm taking. Um, I can tell you this, though, Schmidrock, mm-hmm. neither team has uh, sent me a uh, tax document this year, so I can tell, <laughs> promise you this. I'm going to take the bucks, but if Kansas City beats them, I promise you, I'm not going to lose much sleep, brother. No, so I got gotcha. you. I'll be catching up on my uh, on my uh, 
on my mob shows. I got DVR'd, so I'll watch. I'll watch the the first part of it with uh, with my kid, just because it's the American thing to do. But uh, when he falls asleep, we'll be flipping back and forth to to mob shows. <laughs> Rick Kaczynski with us, Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz, always great to chat, brother. All right, same here, brother. Appreciate you having me on. He's in his thirties. But sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, pre-teen Swedish boy. Back with you at Super Bowl week, Hail Varsity Radio. We welcome in a tremendous talent and back and podcaster and golfer Danny Woodhead back with us. Danny, it's been a while. You are very gracious to spend a few minutes, man. How you been? I've been good, man. What about yourself? <laughs> I'm waiting for this freaking weather. I, I'm going to Arizona to see my mother in, uh, in in the end of February, and then I'm going in March, and I'm going to swing the clubs and lose a lot of golf balls, but that's my focus. Yes, the Super Bowl, but I can't wait for warmer weather after 8,000 feet of snow. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous, and it sounds like we could even be getting more. No, I, I know. And listen, uh, before we get into Super Bowl and, and football, uh, out of nowhere is your podcast with uh, Matt Slauson. Slaw Daddy's been a lot of fun to have on the show over the years. You guys are, are awesome, first of all. Second of all, you, you posted a video on your Twitter last night before the, the show, you, you know, the Out of yeah. Nowhere podcast. Is that your dungeon? Is that Slaw Daddy's dungeon where you've got a stocking hat on, you're taking a sip of coffee, and then he's cranking out 7,000-pound curls? Is that, I mean, is that how it works? We, we actually, so that's my basement, and then he's actually in his, he's in his dungeon. We're on a Zoom, actually, uh-huh. and, uh, man, you never know what you're going to get, I guess, with either of us. Um <laughs> The, the week before, I had a face shield on. I mean, I that's we, funny. We, just like to have, we like to have fun, man. And we, we didn't know where this whole podcast thing was going to take us. Um, but it's been it's been really cool. We now uh, have have definitely had people following us. And now we have a one hour radio show every week in San Diego. So it's kind of cool. San Diego. I, I saw that because that's, uh, hey, dude, the San Diego market's phenomenal. Uh, of course, uh, you, you played with the Chargers and, and Phillip and, and, and those guys for part of your career, and, and Slauson's well-known. I remember talking to Slaw Daddy as he's walking out of the locker room after he retires, and he's like, oh, by the way, I, I was halfway paralyzed my final game. I mean, just what a, what a tough dude. Your career's incredible. Where can folks find your podcast? Uh, the Out of Nowhere podcast is, I, I assume, iTunes, yep. Google Play, Spotify, and, and really, it's just two dudes that are uh, proud Nebraskans, and, and you're talking ball and whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, we're on all platforms. Out of Nowhere podcast. If you have even more, tr- if if you're really having trouble and just can't find podcasts for some reason, go to our Twitter or our Instagram page, which is just at O-O-N pod. And that, that has all of the, I mean, and extra random videos too, but that's, that's just where you can follow us and kind of see what we're doing in our life. Even when we're, even when we're not podcasting. So it's kind of fun. Uh, it's something we enjoy. We, we love, 
um, doing what we do. We, we love, we, we've also a part of a consulting company together called performance mountain, hmm. um, at performance mountain.com. Uh, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. We work with businesses and then sports teams. We've been fortunate enough. This is the second year we work with, uh, Creighton men's basketball. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. We, we really enjoy it. Danny Woodhead is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Danny, your career uh, so impressive, and uh, the the post career impressive with family, uh, friends, and of course the Out of Nowhere podcast, and just how much that's blowing up. I, I'm interested in in what this time of year does for you, means to you. Is it is it awesome? Is it bittersweet? I mean, how do you approach the Super Bowl now that you kind of get to wear a fan hat after being a player for so many years? Yeah, I'm I'm more so excited like I'm excited to watch games. I'm I'm a fan. I'm not I don't think of myself as a player anymore. Um I'm I'm so far removed from that, not just years wise, but I mean even first year, like I don't I don't, I don't wish I was playing in it. Like I have no, no desire. Um, so it's, it's what everyone else is experiencing that loves football. It's a great time of year. It's a blast. Um, I, I love it. It's, does it bring back memories? Uh, I mean, if I sit and think about it, sure. But like, man, like that's the past. Like it was, it was fun. It was a season of my life. Now I'm in a different season of life. I'm at home more. Um, my, my hobbies and my, um, just my my ventures are so much different um but if i sit down and someone talks to me about it yeah i'm going to think about it a little bit but it's not something i care it's not something i'm like man i wish we would have won that super bowl like i just don't care uh, it's it was that was just a season of my life now i'm in a different season Danny Woodhead's with us and and that's that's a healthy approach to like be happy about what you've accomplished and achieved, but there's not a lot of rear view from you for rear view mirror for you. It doesn't sound like. No, I like to stay in the present. I really do. Uh, someone was asking me about that, and I was like, like thinking about the past, and and I, I just don't like. First of all, there's no good that's going to come of it. I mean, I don't think any bad either. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not going to it's not going to do anything. Um, if if I'm if I'm sitting back and you know trying to focus on gratitude and just thankfulness for what god's done in my life then yeah like then there's some positive that comes out it'd be like man i was super blessed to be able to do that like that's really cool but outside of stuff like that i just i don't think back football was just a, a small part of my life i think i mean a big part but a small part it was the nfl was 10 years of my life when it's all said and done, 10 years is going to be a blip. And was it fun? Without a doubt. I had a blast. Like it was, it was a passion of mine, but it's just a small part of my life. And and football wasn't my life. It was just something that I did. Um, I have, I have way more things important, more important than, than playing the game of football. Um, and that's, that's my faith, my relationship with Jesus Christ. My family comes right after that. And then whatever the heck I'm doing after family and friends. Um, so, I, man, I love the game, but it's, it's just not that important to me. Danny Woodhead's with us on Hale Varsity Radio, the Out of Nowhere podcast, him and Matt Slauson. Check that out. That is also uh, on the air, which is really cool, in San Diego once a week. So... You just laid out a very healthy outlook for life. 
I'm going to get into the the question of all questions, and it centers around Tom Brady. Could you see Tom Brady being fantastic at, at giving manicures and pedicures when he finally retires? <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know if that's uh, I don't think that's in the cards. Um, I mean, first of all, who knows when the heck he's going to retire? He, he's to me, he's a better quarterback now than when I played with him for those three years. To me. And and you know why people say, why why is he better? How uh, I think he's better. I think his arm strength is better. Um, I think obviously his understanding of the game. Just the more you play, and now being in a different offense, even and playing in the NFC and playing more defenses, that only makes him better. But for some reason, physically, I think he's a better football player than when I played with him. Just visually, what I see. Uh, was he the greatest of all time when I played with him? Yes. But he can get better, and I think he has. Uh, he does such a great job of taking care of his body, his diet, just everything. And, and people are like, how is that possible? Well, what he does is he tries to keep – obviously he, his whole thing is pliability and just the movement of muscles, but he also eats super healthy, which if you eat – there's different ways you can eat to keep inflammation out of your body. Well, that's how his arm is staying so strong and how he can still throw a ball through wind like he did in 2010. Mm. Um, I personally, I just think he's better. I think it's a different offense. I think first 12 games you saw an offense that Arizona, when, when B.A. was in Arizona and what he did with Tampa last year is a little bit more, not simple, um, but didn't do a lot before the snap. And in the last seven games, you've seen um, them implement a little bit more what Tom has done, and that's doing pre-snap, pre-snap motions, pre-snap mm-hmm. shifts, because, or just different alignments with your formation that tells, that gives Tom different indicators. What, is it man? Is it zone? Because when you have man zone as a quarterback, as a running back, it helped me, but – they can only run certain amount of man blitzes versus certain personnel, certain amount of zone blitzes, certain amount of zone coverages, and certain amount of man coverage, whether it be one free, uh, one robber. Uh, there's just so many, There's only so many things you can run when you're in man or when you're in zone, and the, that's why the pre-snap indicators are so important, and they did that so much more the last seven games after the bye week. They seem locked in. He's got a ton of talent around him, but he is on a super high level. The reason I threw out the pedicure manicure question to you, I got a story told to me yesterday by Tom Rathman that Tom Brady used to paint uh, his daughter's toenails. Oh, okay. Dur- dur- okay. During, uh, <laughs> during uh, Tom Brady was the, the neighbor kid. Uh, yep. down the street from, from Rathman or his buddy was a neighbor kid and they go to training camp when they were in grade school or teenagers and they were family friends and it's a small world when Tom Rathman and his goatee uh, you know say oh, by the way he, he likes the color pink and he paints toenails really well so he, was <laughs> he, might, he might do that <laughs> he so could maybe, maybe, maybe that's his maybe that's his thing when he's done we're gonna, we're gonna turn on Better Call Saul and it's gonna be Tom Brady uh, w- with the uh, the uh, the pedicure <laughs> manicure shop <laughs> exactly Danny Woodhead's with his daddy a couple more minutes man and it's fun to get caught up with you we'll spend uh, another segment here with daddy woodhead uh, loved his insight on tom brady better now 
than then, and he was great then. So uh, a continued sit-down with uh, Danny Woodhead, uh, tremendous baller, you know, from North Platte. Incredible uh, 10-year career in the NFL and the Out of Nowhere podcast with him and Matt Slauson. Uh, Slaw Daddy, a, a good dude uh, to have on the show from time to time as well. I want to remind you about buckling up. Nearly 70% of fatal crashes in Nebraska. Nebraskans aren't wearing their safety belt. If used properly, a seat belt can reduce the risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Uh, we'll take some emails here as we'll gear towards the uh, the Super Bowl. 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Damon Barr. That's two R's. And uh, yeah. More from Danny Woodhead. It is Super Week, so Nebraskans or Nebraska players that were in the big game uh, yesterday, Tom Rathman, today, Danny Woodhead, tomorrow, Lars Anderson, author of the uh, Bruce Arians biography, Wistrom, coming up Thursday. More with Danny Woodhead next. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few more minutes, Danny Woodhead with us on Hale Varsity Radio, his podcast, the Out of Nowhere podcast with Matt Slauson, Slaw Daddy. We turn our attention to the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Giants. In New England, you got to a Super Bowl. You guys were right there against the Giants. You mentioned Brady and was... Was the time in New England, what was the ratio of of fun versus job? Because you play the game because you love it and you want it to be fun, but at that level, it's a job. you got to be great at it to keep your job, and you were. So how was your, your, your work-life fun balance in New England? Well, I would say this. The NFL, college the NFL, is completely different. Mm-hmm. You get to the NFL, it's job. Without a doubt, it's a job um, because there's billions of dollars to be made in the NFL. That's just what it is. And you you learn that quickly. But, um, yeah, I would say when I was in New England, it was, it was mostly job. Uh, and, I mean, it's like that throughout, you know, the whole NFL. But I would definitely say the, the fun aspect came a little bit more when I was in San Diego. But... In all fairness, mm-hmm. I was also going, I mean, I had three years in New England, two in New York before that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into year six where I'm a little bit comfortable in my own skin when it comes to me as a player and what I'm doing. So it's hard to say that, you know, who knows, maybe I would have been like that in New England also. I was a little bit more established and it made things to where I could open up and have a little bit more fun because... I, I was established. I understood that I could play. I, you know, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. So it's kind of hard to just really say, oh, it's New England. That's why I didn't have fun. Now, was it a grind? It was absolutely a grind. Is it as fun as some other places? Maybe. Uh, maybe it's a little more business like. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 hard to say the ratio because of the time that I was there is when I was just fighting for my life to make a roster. Sure. To whereas. I signed in San Diego as a free agent, and obviously they wanted me. Right. No, I, I totally get that. With with Brady, um, 
How was the, uh, the the chemistry together? You were there keeping him safe, you, you, yeah. and you were also there yeah. making him look good with some some completions. Yeah, I felt like we had a good relationship, good chemistry. Um, it was a different relationship for the same exact reason that I expressed sure. about the two teams. Is I was in a different different years of my career, whereas. When I was in San Diego with Philip, my relationship with him was much more on a friend level. Whereas I'm just putting my head down in New England, trying to make sure I do my job because I want to keep my job. And I mean, I I, I still had that um, mindset in my in the in San Diego, but it's just I understood and knew what I could do as a player much more. So I didn't get to know Tom as well as as I did uh, Philip, but Tom and I felt like on the field had a great uh, relationship. Okay. Minivans, right. And, and Philip rivers. Did, did he have the deluxe? Cause I know Philip's got a big family. <laughs> he had the, he had one of those, uh, gosh, are they sprinter vans or like it was big. It was like, you, like you giant had, I mean, cargo van type deal. Kids. Yeah, it was it was a big van. It wasn't a bus, but I mean, it was like a, 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 it was in between a van and a bus almost. I can see him rolling up, man, with the family. I, I hear so oh. many just people have so many smiles in their voices about Philip Rivers, Danny, when they well, talk you know, about him. He, he's just a, he's just a great dude. He's a he's a man of faith, family, and then just loves ball. I mean. So like he's he's like one of the best guys to be around because um, he care, he cares about what matters most. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it's time to play football, he has a lot of fun and puts everything into that too. Okay, I will get you out of here on this. What is happening at the Woodhead household Sunday? Pizza, pizza rolls, guac dip. Uh, what what are we what not we I'm not invited which is I get yeah. but but what what are you having what's the spread like for Sunday I'm not for sure well I think I think it's a taco bar maybe Ooh. and then we'll have our our standard I mean we'll do buffalo chicken dip sweet heat dip that's a that's a really uh, that's a favorite ever since one of my sister in laws moved or joined the family hmm. um, it's like cream cheese and a bunch of Sweet heat peppers, which is phenomenal. Do you have ghost pepper um, in that party? Sorry, what'd you say? Do you have ghost pepper in that party? Uh, probably no ghost pepper. Probably no ghost pepper. But we uh, we, we do like our spice, and we we do we do like our food when it comes to uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's that's it's funny. Even though now that I'm out, it's like we'll watch the national championship, mm-hmm. but Super Bowl Sunday is is where it's at in the Woodhead household because, I mean, we were a part of the NFL for 10 years, so we actually – I love watching college football, mm-hmm. but NFL football, like my wife will always say, she prefers to watch that. And probably just because, I mean, we don't have a bunch of friends playing anymore, but mm-hmm. it's just more fun to watch I, for me because it's, I just feel like the talent's better, which it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I enjoy watching a little bit more. Okay, Danny Woodhead, find him on Twitter at Danny underscore Woodhead, the Out of Nowhere podcast, him and Matt Slauson. Not only are they on uh, once a week in San Diego, but all the platforms you get your podcast, find him on Twitter at O-O-N pod. And uh, what do you put on your taco, lastly? Uh, 
It, it depends. I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely have lettuce, probably guac, maybe a little cheese, a yeah. bunch of salsa. And if it's not salsa, I, I will do um, a form of sriracha. Ooh. And, and it's good to also have some diced up onions on there. Am I, man, I, I load it. Sometimes potatoes, too. Okay. Am I weird because I love black olives on mine? I mean, you're not weird, but you're not normal either. <laughs> That's, I've heard that a lot, dude. <laughs> I get the stink eye on the black olive edition a lot, but it's, try it unless you just hate black olives. Uh, I'm not a huge black olive fan. I'm a huge green olives with uh, that are garlic stuff. Right, oh yes, yes, those are money. Yes, that's, okay. that's, that's one of my favorites. That's pretty good. All right, I'll work on the black olive uh, persona. <laughs> Danny Woodhead, check out his podcast and uh, listen to him and Slaw Daddy, the Out of Nowhere podcast. Danny, thanks for your time, man. Awesome to get caught up. Hey, a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Danny Woodhead, there he is. So... I'm getting evil-eyed by Damon Barr. So Woodhead says no to black olives. Searles says no to black olives. Our man Seth Lazaris gets me. Likes the fact that black olives need to be on my pizza when I ordered from Lazaris. They're just good. And this goes back to when I first started doing tacos. It was on a barge, Medicine Creek, uh, Cambridge, Nebraska. Uncle Willie had a barge. He and Grandpa hunted, take me fishing, and we do, well, beer, they do, beer and tacos. Or my dad would do the beer, but point is, is there was beer and tacos, okay? And there was fresh, garden-grown green pepper, tomato, red pepper, and, and you'd have lettuce, and then there was always black olives, and I loved them. So it's salt, pepper, salsa, black olives, and I'm good. We'll uh, get some recruiting thoughts. Signing day tomorrow at Tail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. So I had a chance to watch Columbus football play in Lincoln towards the end of the season. And uh, a guy that caught my eye, and he's caught everyone else's eye in Division One is Ernest Hausman. And guy's an outside backer. He's a beast. He's fantastic. Nebraska and Barrett Root offering him back on November 11th. And uh, P.J. Fleck in Minnesota just offering uh, Hausman. Uh, about uh, 20 minutes ago, he put out on Twitter. And the, the offers are piling up. He'll be a senior uh, this uh, football season at Columbus. And he's all-state performer, just an athlete and an incredible defender. I mean, he's big time. But North Dakota State's in on him. Virginia, Iowa, Northwestern, Kansas State, uh, just to name a few. And uh, KU as well. Uh, Akron. So he's a guy that is, is getting attention, deservedly so. And it'll be interesting to see how things continue for him. He can go wherever he wants. I mean, he's a good ball player. 
But uh, I just think of the kids for this 2022 class uh, in state. You know, what's Nebraska's hit rate going to be? Uh, you got Caden Helms and Mike O'Reilly, both standouts at Bell West. You have Deshaun Woods at Central. You have uh, Jackson out of Burke, another outside backer, and you got Houseman. So uh, it is another uh, embarrassment of of riches in state. We talk about all the in state basketball talent, right? Go through that list that we saw with uh, Millard North. They'll be playing at Southwest this weekend. They were at North Star. Last weekend, but you got uh, Trout out of Grand Island, of course. Uh, some in-state kids, the Hoiberg twins are tremendous at Pius. So, you know what, uh, really good uh, ball players, a lot of fantastic high school development, not only with the coaching in high schools here in, in the state of Nebraska, but also guys like Steve Warren and the Warren Academy working with kids. So, you know, uh, good times in the state of Nebraska for high school athletes. Another kid getting another power five offer and this uh, kid's fun to watch out of columbus so we gotta turn our attention we were talking uh, tacos and black olives on my taco on taco tuesday and, and damon Barr with his rum all two handles of it does not approve what are you doing tacos tonight are you doing chinese is it more hamburger helper i always like the uh, the menu update from damon Barr. it's it's a little bit of a leftover pizza tonight uh ordered out uh two nights ago and that thing uh, sits in the fridge, and that's just. Did how you just I like do it. cheese? Did you do pepperoni? What do we do? This is. Uh, it's like it's got uh, this ovalini cheese on it, and ovalini. Explain that to me. It's like these little droplets. Uh, che- we went to to Blaze, that place downtown. It's like a build your own pizza, okay, kind of thing, and so. It's like got spinach on it. These little cheese balls, pepperoni, bacon. It's it's loaded up. Okay, okay. So it's leftover. It's been marinating. <laughs> hey, I like cold pizza. Usually I, more I don't. Warm. I don't warm my pizza up at all if there's anything left over. So you are doing pizza tonight. I don't know what we're gonna eat. I had a little little ninja air fryer steak last night. We got a couple of eight ouncer little fillets and junior and i had steak didn't set me back too bad and the air fryer delivered because it was butt cold outside all right more super week continues with hail varsity tomorrow four o'clock talk to you then thanks for tuning in we're presented by the nebraska lottery